0: Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont. Colorado, and uh, once again this week we're back in our series called "Desiring the Kingdom" as we've been studying through the books of First and Second Kings, and just so much, so much wisdom that God has has shared with us through His Word. And it's been quite surprising how much these books have spoken to us not only about lessons that we could learn from these kings, but also what it showed us about Christ and and His fulfillment of many of those things that were talked about in the the Old Testament. And this week, 2 Kings chapter 18, we're moving towards the end of this series. And uh, 2 Kings chapter 18, uh, what are you looking at was the sermon title. And if you missed that, you can get over to whitefieldschurch.com and you can download that uh, sermon right there and any of the ones that you might have missed Um, over the past weeks, you can find there or any of your, uh, favorite, um, streaming platforms, your podcast platforms, you can find, find us there as well. And if, and if you would please, uh, you know, rate and review if it's on a podcast or if it's, you're watching this on YouTube, uh, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, why not? And, uh, go ahead and subscribe, give us a thumbs up, uh, ring the notification bell tell your friends about it share uh, your friends uh, share with your friends this kind of content and it just really helps that you know when people Google something they google a question about um you know, uh, you know, the Lord God life, you know, we can, we can have some answers for them with Christ centered, God centered, uh, Christ centered and gospel centered content, uh, for them. So here, once again, second Kings chapter 18, and this is where we get, we first get introduced to Hezekiah. And I think you were just telling me that the Bible spends a lot of time on Hezekiah, 11
1: chapters, right? Yep, One of the- uh, 11 chapters. He uh, he's talked about more than any other King except for Solomon and David.
0: Wow. So and we're just at the beginning of that. So a lot more to follow as we continue to go through these chapters. But Hezekiah, he becomes king on the heels of probably one of the worst kings. And that was King Ahaz, who uh, his father, who killed his older brother, who would have been king, sacrificed his son uh, to idols, closed up the temple, um, you know, temple worship, prostitutes, the whole thing. He, he completely forsook the Lord, um, all the commandments, anything that happened to do with God and then out of that out of that treachery out of that you know blasphemy comes Hezekiah who as he begins his reign, he restores, begins to restore temple worship. He restores the things of the Lord restores, the commandment. And one of the things that we read about him is that he is one of the first kings to take down all the high places and the Ashereths and these these places uh, that the the even Christian the the children of Israel would go up there and um, they would sacrifice to God on I mean, these high places. And he's one of the first kings to actually do that. And the question comes like. From this, you know, uh, desecration of all that was, you know, uh, of the Lord in Ahaz, how, how, do, how does Hezekiah come out of this and being such kind of a righteous king?
1: Yeah, so I think there are a few things that are, are really, you know, I think all we can do is speculate because we don't, we're not told, but maybe there are some hints and clues. Uh, One of them is that there was clearly a godly witness in the country and a godly remnant. We see that there was a godly remnant always. And that's kind of one of the big themes throughout uh, some of the prophetic writings is that, you know, no matter how things, how bad things get, there will always be a remnant. God always has his people. And that was true at the time of Elijah in first Kings. And it's true. uh, I mean, even until the end times right that, that many people turn away but there's always a faithful remnant and and you know Jesus of course promised us that he'll establish his kingdom and the gates of hell will never overcome it that's a that's good news um, so there was this faithful remnant. We know that the prophet Isaiah was around at this time. Isaiah mentions Hezekiah, and actually Isaiah is mentioned in the next chapter that we're going to study, 2 Kings, cha- Kings chapter 19. We read about how Hezekiah in a time of distress actually reached out to the prophet Isaiah. Now remember, Isaiah became prophet before, uh, well, around the time of uh, the death of King Uzziah, who was the king of Judah before his father. So that means that during his father's reign, Isaiah was there. And we can only imagine, right, that Isaiah, as we read the book of Isaiah, we can read some of the things that he said. And he's saying, woe to you, Judah, woe to you. Like, watch out, you're going in a wrong way. Well, we know that some of those things were written during the reign of his father. And so it seems that um, despite his father's pagan actions and influence, Hezekiah, you know, apparently did hear some of the things that, perhaps, that Isaiah was saying. And I think that encourages us, right? So sometimes we can feel like, maybe you feel like your words are falling on deaf ears. You know, that was certainly the case for many of the prophets. They felt that their words were ineffectual. And yet it turns out that they weren't. A great example of this is Jeremiah. You know, famously we always say, Jeremiah preached and nobody ever listened. That's not exactly true because we know that there were some youths who were taken from Jerusalem to Babylon and they were faithful to the Lord, like Daniel and, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, these guys. And apparently they were listening. You know, they they were taking heed to the word of God through the prophet at the time. And I think this is a good example of that with Isaiah. You know, it's like this feeling that I preach nobody cares, nobody listens. I mean, some of you guys out there might feel that way, you know, about your family members or, or your friends or or your ministry, man, is this even effective? And yet you may never know the impact that it's having, the seeds that it's planting, that God will bring to fruition later. So that that's one aspect. There was a prophetic witness at the time. You know, one interesting thing about the story that I didn't get into on Sunday is that uh, it says that Hezekiah, when he reestablished the practice of the Passover, that what he did is he gathered all the people from Judah, but he also sent envoys and messengers up to the northern kingdom of Israel. This is like one or two years before they're conquered. And he sends them up there and invites the people of the northern kingdom to come and celebrate the Passover for the first time in generations. And it says that some do. So that reminds us that there was a faithful remnant even in the northern kingdom of Israel that was so far gone into paganism, and idolatry, and all those things. Uh, Another thing that comes to mind, however, is the fact that growing up, having seen his father doing these things, like you mentioned ritual prostitution, uh, you mentioned a few other things, sacrificing his brother on an altar, closing up the temple, you know, you wonder if you just look at those things and he just was sickened by them and disturbed by them. I can imagine that being the case. And I mean, I think that many of us uh, who who have grown up with those things around us, you know, ungodly behaviors and things like that from our family members, you can relate, you know, you say, well, uh, I think that's one of the things we learn, you know, as kids or even in, in different situations is we learn, I'm not going to do that, right? And uh, and I will glean things from my parents and those who came before me, but I also learn a lot f- about what I want to do based on what I don't want to do, based on what I've seen. So again, this is just speculation, but uh, it is radically different, right? Like he is a radically different person than his father was, which is which is interesting and also encouraging to us, right? That it's not we're not fatalistically trapped in the the sins of our fathers. Um, one other person who comes to mind in this regard is Timothy. You know, in the New Testament, it's really interesting. We read about Timothy, and we know a few things about him. One of the things we know is that his mother and his grandmother went to church, but it seems that his father did not. And um, and the other thing we know about Timothy is that he was given a Greek name. Timothy's a Greek name. His father was Greek, and his mother was Jewish but he was not circumcised as a child which means that he was not raised in the Jewish faith which means that his mom was a non-practicing maybe maybe what we call backslidden or wayward um, you know somebody who'd been brought up in the Jewish faith but as an adult went away from it and yet we see that Paul mentions you know the, the faith of your grandmother Eustace and or, and your mother you know that they uh, prayed for you and and all of these things and I think that's that's an interesting story too you know you can see how Timothy as a young man being brought into church by his mom whose husband didn't come to church with her and um, and I think that could be an encouragement for some people uh, who are in that situation themselves you know that yet yeah, might be hard to come to church if it's just you and maybe let's say your spouse doesn't come with you or you're a single mom, but it can make a huge difference in the life of your children. And, and that can change Well, in, in Timothy's case, right? Even change mm-hmm. history.
0: Yeah. And, and that's almost a, a, a preview of our, of uh, what we're going to talk about, what you're going to talk about on Sunday morning and just, uh, you know, the idea of prayer Yeah, and that, you know, there are people praying and, in, in, as you study revivals through the centuries, you see that there was always that remnant. As you talk about remnant, there was this, a remnant that was praying in desperate times. And God brings revival. And it, God is doing that same thing. And it's just, you know... Uh, Timothy's mother, Timothy's grandmother praying for him, you know, probably every day. And we've heard of so many other stories, you know, of people that prayed for their sons and prayed over them and they became, you know, and they can recall that years later, like, I just knew that, you know, God had something for me, you know, my mom prayed over me while I was in the womb, read me the scriptures and those kind of things. And just that, 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 the importance of that prayer and that and don't, even in desperate, desperate times, you think about hezekiah maybe his mother growing up and all of that just the the blasphemy and the despair and out of that you know maybe through his isaiah as you said speculation we're not quite sure but isn't that what god's all about beauty from ashes isn't he always doing that that isn't out that our story we weren't exactly friends with him when he saved us we were his enemies running the other way and yet he in his goodness and it's it's you know it just speaks to God's character doesn't it I mean just that he's always doing that he's always doing that and uh, you know we can just be be excited about it. so that's last week that's a preview for next week and uh, you definitely want to join us if you're not uh, joining us on our, our live feed at whitefieldschurch.com you can find us there or you can find us at this YouTube channel we go live on Sunday mornings at 9 30 and 11 as well we'd love to have you join us And uh, we're looking forward to to seeing you next week. WhitefieldsChurch.com. Subscribe, thumbs up, all the things that you got to do. Do it and may God reach you bless you.